Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Hi, I'm Elise, your fertility pharmacist. For today's episode, we're going to change it up a bit and talk about women who are not known to have fertility issues, but they have lost one or two pregnancies already and are still trying to conceive. Women who fall into this category were the subjects of a well-designed clinical study that took place in the United States over four years. This study was trying to figure out if aspirin, which has anti-inflammatory properties and helps to improve blood flow, might increase birth rates in women who have experienced pregnancy loss. In this study, which is known as the EAGER trial, 1,200 women ages 18 to 40 were randomly assigned to take either low-dose aspirin, which is 81 milligrams per day and is sometimes called baby aspirin, or they were assigned to a placebo pill that was designed to look exactly like the low-dose aspirin. No one involved in the study was aware of who was taking the aspirin and who was taking the placebo. The women were expected to take the pill every day, and they were followed for up to six menstrual cycles while trying to conceive. If pregnancy occurred, then the women were followed for 36 more weeks. At the end of the eager trial, they found that, in general, taking low-dose aspirin did not make a difference with how many pregnancies were lost or how many babies were born compared to placebo. However, when looking at specific subgroups, there were more births in the women who had taken low-dose aspirin and had lost one pregnancy before 20 weeks compared to placebo. Since this one subgroup of women seemed to benefit from the low-dose aspirin, the authors of the eager trial were cautious about saying that low-dose aspirin definitely has a benefit, and the authors did a deeper dive to try to understand all of that information they collected. And this brings us to today's topic in this episode. Since the eager trial had collected so much useful data, the study authors have analyzed and published additional information. In September 2020, in the journal Fertility and Sterility, new information came out from the eager trial that analyzed how low-dose aspirin affects the menstrual cycle. Specifically, the new analysis looked at how low-dose aspirin impacts the length of the menstrual cycle and the hormones involved in the menstrual cycle. The setup for testing these questions was the same as the eager trial, since this was an analysis of data already collected. To briefly recap, this setup involved randomly putting women ages 18 to 40 into two groups, one group that took the low-dose aspirin and the other that took placebo while they were trying to conceive. Women could not have a diagnosis of irregular periods or infertility, but they could have lost one or two pregnancies. Women who had given birth once or twice could also be in the study. The women were followed for up to six menstrual cycles, or 36 weeks if they were blessed with pregnancy, and this was a good length to request for the women to take the pill every day, as a lot of women in real life are taking low-dose aspirin and trying to conceive for many months. Women were pretty much on the honor system for reporting how often they missed a dose. Though the pill bottles were weighed by the study investigators, let's be honest, Weighing a pill bottle is by no means a guarantee that a medication has been taken. For the portions of the study related to the menstrual cycle, the length of the cycle was considered the beginning of one cycle of a woman's period until right before the next period. Women were self-reporting the length of their cycles. 
The follicular phase was the first half of the cycle from period until ovulation, and the luteal phase was ovulation until the beginning of the next period. To figure out when they were ovulating, the women used the Clear Blue brand's fertility monitor to detect the luteinizing hormone surge, and this surge typically happens the day before ovulation. And in addition to testing luteinizing hormone, for the first two menstrual cycles, women had their menstrual hormones tested six times. Because this many hormone tests would have involved a lot of visits to a study site, the women were collecting the urine samples at home and then storing them in their freezer until the study lab could interpret them. And that's the gist of how this study was set up. Let's get into the results. 75% of the women completed the study with similar dropout rates in both groups. When comparing the menstrual cycle, the follicular phase, and the luteal phase of women taking the low-dose aspirin to placebo, they found no statistically significant differences. There were no differences in the hormone levels either from those urinary samples the women were keeping in the freezer. Now, the study didn't mention it, but the original publication of the EAGER trial stated that vaginal bleeding, presumably during pregnancy, was three times more common in women who took the low-dose aspirin versus placebo. Given that aspirin is known to increase blood flow, this isn't a surprise. Unfortunately, this large trial comparing hundreds of women found no differences in rates of pregnancy loss between these two groups, so the increased bleeding is not believed to be linked to pregnancy loss. Having said that, it would be nice to know, and the paper doesn't state it, more details about that increased vaginal bleeding, like how heavy it is, how closely it required monitoring, etc. I'm guessing the paper didn't mention it because either they didn't have more details or there weren't any major clinical concerns like a premature birth or hospitalizations. So despite wanting more details about the vaginal bleeding in pregnancy, the data is otherwise reassuring for women who are trying to conceive and are taking low-dose aspirin. Well, uh, I'll rephrase that. The data is reassuring for women who are not known to have fertility issues and have miscarried no more than twice. So for the women who fall in this category, taking low-dose aspirin daily shouldn't alter menstrual cycle patterns or hormones. I can typically be a bit more critical of studies. I'll say this. This was a well-designed study, and they didn't make outrageous claims about their results. The only major changes I would make would be to include more persons of color, this study was 95% white, and to include women with known fertility challenges. It'd be pretty interesting to see if there are differences in the safety or the behavior of low-dose aspirin in women based on how many children they've had or how many miscarriages they've had. And having that information would make it easier to know who would benefit from adding one more pill to their daily routine. Well, that's the end of today's study. More details and links to the studies mentioned today are in the show notes at www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in.